Hello, welcome to the Monday, March 13th, 2017 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Let's start with a couple of emails that we got from readers last week. Last week, a reader wrote in with a problem that's not really all that uncommon these days. And uh, he just uh, received a new address space allocation. But uh, what happened is he actually resides in New Zealand. But the address space that he got assigned uh, was used in Europe in the past. So a, a lot of geolocation databases still registered it as Europe, which of course has the problem for his users that they can't get get access to some content that blocks them based on geolocation. With IPv4 address space being in short supply, of course, it's being reused very quickly after someone is freeing up some address space. And it's often also, like in this case, moved around between regions. Now, what you really should do here is make sure that your address location databases are up to date and the same with other block lists and the like. Given that address space may change hands, it's of course important to keep block lists up to date and not to block IP addresses indefinitely. Current mobile phones are typically either locked with a pin or in the case of Android, often with a pattern that the user draws on the screen. Researchers at the University of Stuttgart now did an interesting experiment where they tried to recover either the pin or the pattern using a thermal camera. Of course, it's pretty obvious that in principle, it's possible to detect the latent heat of the finger as it touched the screen. But what's interesting here is how successful it is and what some of the limitations are. Apparently around 30 seconds is sort of uh, the critical time here. So if you don't get the image within 30 seconds, then the success rate is substantially reduced. For the patterns, uh, one thing that does affect the success rate quite a bit is if the user has overlapping patterns where the same line is drawn twice, then again, the success rate is quite a bit lower. Doesn't affect pins as much. Uh, with pins, if you hit the same digit multiple times, the success rate was still pretty good. Now, given that the window here is only 30 seconds, I don't think the attack is terribly practical, but uh, some interesting countermeasures here. The obvious one, just cover the screen with your hand, that way warming up the entire screen. You can also use uh, the screen flash if your phone has this feature, where you basically light up uh, the screen in order to produce heat, or three seconds of maximum CPU load will also warm up the phone sufficiently to erase any finger patterns. And back with iOS 8, Apple introduced a feature where it randomizes Mac addresses with the wireless probe requests. These requests are continuously being sent by wireless devices looking for an access point. And of course, as such, are also heavily used for tracking mobile devices. With iOS's randomized Mac addresses, it was supposed to somewhat help with some of the the tracking technologies that came out for Wi-Fi. Since then, Android also implemented this particular scheme, but uh, what was still somewhat questionable 
if it's actually still possible to identify individual mobile devices. A new paper from the US Naval Academy is looking into that question and what they found out is, well, uh, yes, it's very well still possible to identify devices. Note that this identification happens before the device actually connects and associates with a particular wireless access point. Once the device associates to the access point, then it will typically use its real MAC address. So at this point, the randomization is no longer going to help you. One of the issues is that in particular with Android, most Android phones just don't implement the randomization. So uh, there you're just as before easily identified. But uh, interestingly, even with iOS, in iOS 10, Apple introduced some vendor specific information elements uh, to the 802.11 Pro requests, which again, make it easy to identify a particular device. Also with WPS, there's typically a unique identifier being sent by the mobile device. Now this identifier in itself could be used for tracking, but it is also derived from the MAC address. So in short, if you're concerned about being tracked, you probably do want to at least turn off your Wi-Fi and Bluetooth network couldn't hurt to also turn off your 3G or LTE network, but then again, then of course the phone wouldn't be all that useful. And Checkpoint is writing about some malware that was found on new Android devices and apparently the malware was added somewhere between the manufacturer and the end user. Now, Checkpoint found 38 devices that were infected with malware like that. Now, the malware is really all over the place. It doesn't really look targeted. It looks more like random info stealer and adware and the like. None of the malware was particularly easy to remove. Some of them were only removable by reflashing the device. Something, of course, that is somewhat recommended uh, with any new device, even though it's not always that easy to do this uh, with a mobile device as it is with a regular computer. Well, uh, that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.